Hello, welcome to Mod Midwives, a Metro Midwifery podcast. I'm Gina Gerboth. And I'm Nedra Hale, and we are home birth midwives serving the Denver metro area. Well, it's been quite a few weeks since we posted our original coronavirus podcast. I think it's only been like two weeks. What? I think. I think it's been three. Three? Maybe three. I think it's been three. Seems like forever ago. A long time ago, though. It does. Time is moving really strangely right now. Yeah, it is. It's it seems very slow. It's slow, but we're just as we're busier. We're Mm -hmm. busier than we were. Yeah, I was thinking that I would have accomplished all of these things in my house over the last couple weeks. And I've pretty much accomplished cleaning out my linen closet. And that's it. That's something. (laughs) We had to go through, we went through our freezer really well and Mm -hmm. got rid of, you know, really old stuff, like six years old, old stuff. And then, um, but not even all of it, just things that looked suspicious. And then made room um, just because, yeah, I don't know. We need... We need, apparently, to have extra food. And um, today I'm going to go home and totally gut my sewing room so I can make masks because we need masks and we don't have any masks. So we have like five real masks. So, Oh, my goodness. Yeah. we. um, But we did just have somebody today offer to give us some homemade masks she's made. So that's great. Yes. Um, so we thought we better probably circle back around to coronavirus because what we talked about two or three weeks ago, Mm -hmm. whenever it was, is pretty out of date now. Very. Yeah. Pretty much everything's different. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like we were, I don't want to say under concerned, but I don't think we knew the magnitude of what we were going to be dealing with. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I remember feeling you know, typically concerned for me because I am always freaked out about stuff like this. But um, I, yeah, it's way different than we thought it would be, I think. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I didn't think, it never occurred to me that people would switch to home birth. Yeah. Well, maybe some people, but it certainly never occurred to me that ACOG, hospitals, maternal fetal medicine, would yeah. start suggesting to low-risk people that they consider home birth. That is, like, mind-blowing. I know. So we're getting all these calls. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it's really great, but it's just so bizarre. Yeah, and- yeah. <laughs> so I thought we should just kind of circle back to some things. So yeah. so let's start with that. Let's start with, you know, what if you were planning a hospital birth and mm-hmm. you're considering switching to home birth? What are some kind of... What are some things that you would want to talk to people about? Well, I think one of the things that we are always really clear on with our regular clients is that home birth is kind of a, it's it's taking on extra responsibility for the people that are birthing, you know, Mm -hmm. so it's, so you're, it requires a lot of personal responsibility. This is a big choice. And, um, It's just very different than birthing in a hospital Mm -hmm. and, you know, going into somebody else's environment and having them be in charge of everything this way. Mm -hmm. You're kind of in charge of Mm -hmm. most of the things. Which I think is why many people are turning to it now. It's Mm -hmm. not even, I don't even think the predominant concern is infection. I think the predominant concern is that people are are concerned that choices are being taken away. 
in terms of, you know, having a, a support person other than your partner yeah. or even your partner. Although I recently heard, and this is not confirmed, that New York has now said they cannot ban partners from the birthing room. Oh, really? I think that might have just changed. I've kind of tried to do a light news day today because mm-hmm. it gets very heavy. So the last mm-hmm. thing I read was probably a couple of days ago from New York about... I think it was yesterday that I... Yeah. On, on, so today That's is... Great. I, we need to now date our podcast. <laughs> today is Saturday. Is it the 29th? I think it's the 28th. I can't tell because my my watch handle is over my date right now. My watch, (laughs) the minute hand. Yeah, I mean, not letting the partners in is, it seems really bizarre because they're from the same household. They're like Mm -hmm. the same unit in terms of germs and, Mm -hmm. you know, as far as I'm concerned. And so, and maybe that's wrong, but it just seems really weird. I can, even though I don't like it, I can see the argument for not having the doulas Mm -hmm. come in. Um, from a germ standpoint, but not the partners. Mm-hmm. I just want to make it clear. I really think it's awful that the doulas can't come yeah, in. Yeah, right. Of course. Mm-hmm. And um, actually, Rebecca Decker of Evidence Based Birth talked about the evidence behind not allowing partners. Oh. It was pretty clear that they are the same germ unit. So yeah, to speak. see, sometimes <laughs> so you are sometimes the old noggin works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I listened to that while I was. I don't remember. You know, I'm yeah. multitasking a lot, which is probably why my brain is not functioning. So very somebody well. must have gone after that with advocacy in mm-hmm. New York, and that's great. Well, it's I, it is when I joke. I mean, I say it jokingly, but I'll be like, "Well, it is a human rights violation." I'm actually not joking. It is a human it, rights yes. violation. Yes, can you imagine? No. I mean, all of the people that birthed in the 40s and 50s can imagine what it's mm-hmm. like to go in without mm-hmm. any support. But Absolutely. it's been a while since right. we've done that. And it is a human rights violation. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I would say, and so I think that's kind of the main mm-hmm. concern that people have. And at this point, we are not limiting um, support people with the caveat that the more people you bring into your birth, the higher our rate of exposure is yeah so we're asking that it's only you know critical people to the birth team yeah but your doula may certainly be a critical person Mm -hmm. your children Mm -hmm. may be critical to be there for you and again it's that's the same right that's the same they're the same unit right we'll call it a germ (laughs) unit that's our new term that we have coined here today germ unit so yeah, yeah, I think that's something that's concerning. Photographer mm-hmm. is important. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, so we're just asking that the group be as small as possible. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the important people need to be there. Yeah, and, and not to say that that couldn't possibly change depending on where yeah. this goes. We hope it's not going to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, about. we're having to make little adjustments uh, frequently just as things change. So, but... Um, we feel it's really important to have those people there. And so for now, that is what mm-hmm. what it is, right? Yeah. Um, and then, of course, we're asking that anybody who has had an exposure that possibly or anybody who has any signs of illness whatsoever mm-hmm. obviously should not come to your mm-hmm. birth. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, and that leads to maybe another adjustment is that we've started asking our clients to practice social distancing mm-hmm. because the more opportunities for exposure you have the more likely it is that we can't attend your birth right so it's so important it's so important to stay away from what's going on right now not necessarily because pregnant women are particularly vulnerable 
because that doesn't seem to be the case yeah in preliminary data mm-hmm. i mean it's just that the more exposures you have like you said the the greater likelihood of people having to be separated and right. quarantined and all of that and so it could definitely mess with the with the birth plans <laughs> right. right and right now mm-hmm. in denver where we are we don't our hospitals aren't at capacity but i was watching a press conference earlier and it looks like you know we're still two or three weeks out from our peak yeah so, you know, I don't think we know what that's going to look like yet. Yeah, I think we're still at the, definitely still in the upswing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's kind of scary, but um, but it was encouraged by, you know, what he said about um, that we'll see the effects of all of this. Social distancing. Social distancing. Mm-hmm. And, the, and, you know, they recently closed down, on Thursday, they closed down the whole state for mm-hmm. unnecessary businesses and did a stay-at-home order for mm-hmm. everybody so did he say in, in two weeks is when we would see the effects of that I think so although there was again I was multitasking and there was a lot of information yes, but yeah it, it, there is I. a little bit of a lag there's the problem is there's a lot of lags there's a lag from exposure to symptoms yeah. there's a lag from symptoms to recovery yeah. there's all these lags that makes it really hard to control and yeah and predict what's going to happen yeah that does so. make it really difficult. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So we so ask, asking people to practice social distancing. Um, we've also started wearing more uh, PPE or mm-hmm. personal protective equipment, which is something that I'm really struggling with. It's really hard for me. It is very hard. That is new this week for us. Um, we you know midwives are just not like that. I know. <laughs> And I wear glasses and it fogs up my glasses and it's, and you know, the glasses are of course good protection Mm -hmm. too. So, yeah, but yeah. So yeah, we've had to revamp our whole thing and we, um, you know, anytime we have clinical contact with a client, we have our mask and gloves on and I don't know what we were doing the last time we recorded about coronavirus, but we wipe everything down. Were we doing that? I don't, I actually don't think we were between person to person. Yeah. So we're, um, I think that came shortly after that podcast mm -hmm. though. Yeah. So we, um, we end our appointments 15 minutes earlier than normal so that we can clean everything. And we schedule an hour. So that's still Mm -hmm. 45 minutes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then we literally wipe everything down. Anything that anybody's touched, we wipe down with Mm -hmm. a sanitizing wipe. Yeah. So, um, we have, also gone to doing some appointments virtually too yes which is also really weird it is the very first time I've ever done that (laughs) I mean I teach online so I'm familiar with you know conveying information um by video chat but it's yeah but it's really hard to I don't know it doesn't feel very personal to me yeah I agree yeah so I hope that we can get back to normal life here I know soon I don't know how soon that will be, but, you know, yeah. I'm looking forward to whenever it happens because it feels very foreign. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, um, you know, and we can't do everything virtually, which is why we have to ask everybody to be so careful about yeah about social distancing because, um, and, and now it is more of an order than a, a request, but people right. are still violating it. I see people out. Yeah. Chit-chatting with the neighbors right next to each other. Right. And, um, but, 
you know, we have to come to your birth, obviously. We ha- we There's several opportun- or several occasions during your care that we have to do lab work. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes people have questions that need an assessment. Yeah. So they have to come into the office for those. And then, of course, the last month of pregnancy, I just don't see how we can get around no. we- weekly appointments. We really need to monitor the blood pressure and um, the growth of the baby. I mean, yeah. that's the thing. So people can monitor their blood pressure at home, but you can't. How would you monitor the growth of the baby? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And plus, people have questions. And, and position. I know you can ask. Position oh, yeah, positions. Of the baby. Yes, of course. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we can't do everything virtually. So, again, we have to be yeah. extra careful. Oh, my gosh. This week is going to be my first week of palpating with gloves on. Mm, It's weird. That is going to be really bizarre. I really don't think I've ever done that ever. Yeah, I did it. Um, I did it this week myself. You must have. I must. You must have had appointments before we leveled up. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, (laughs) because the last time I saw people was on Tuesday. Tuesday, Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. I just feel like it's so interesting. It's just every day is a new new (laughs) set of things. So. Um, yeah, we are doing our consults, you know, people kind of like an interview process, you know, when people are considering home birth, we're meeting virtually for that. It's challenging because there's two of us and mm-hmm. one or two of them and it makes the the flow of the conversation kind of awkward, but we're getting yes. the hang of it, I guess. Yes. So. I know it's all, it's all new and weird, but I guess we'll just try to roll with it as it comes. I mean, we just really don't have a choice. It yeah. really is. It really is something that. Well, it's for. We have to do for public health. Yeah. Yeah. It's for everybody's protection, ours and our clients and, of course, the public at large. So. So right now, like I said, pregnant people do not seem to be more vulnerable. Um, mm-hmm. There doesn't seem to be evidence of vertical transmission. So that is still the same. But newborns, um, particularly after the immediate postpartum period are vulnerable just as anybody is vulnerable. And so there have been some calls by different hospitals in the CDC to separate um, parents and newborns if somebody is exposed. So that is also leading to quite a lot of um, concern. And it's not necessarily what the World Health Organization is recommending, but it's the American guidance right now. So... Um, so that's something that is another area that people are considering. Um, and, um, you know, just a, another area of, um, I don't know what the word is, like uh, upheaval, I guess you could say. Yeah. I mean, there's just, you kind of have to watch it all the time, every day, because it's it is just shifting. But, um, yeah, that whole thing about, um, how they're trying to figure out how the babies should be protected from infection from the moms and all of that is really fluid, it seems like right now. And um, a little bit, I don't know, a little bit scary, I guess, because, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you know, I mean, we don't, we don't want babies separated from moms. Right. And so in my mind, that makes, you know, the commitment from our clients to social distance even more important just mm-hmm. to understand the risk of being separated from your baby yeah. is, is really big right now. And yeah. that makes me really mm-hmm. 
sad. So mm-hmm. let's not do that. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. yeah. I totally agree with that. Mm-hmm. We just have to do, yeah, everything. Um, something else that we have changed, speaking of changes to practice, mm-hmm. is we've had to kind of think about water birth. Oh, yeah. And that's been something that I don't think we're I don't think we're settled on what we think about it right now. For all we know, we could be recording a new podcast about water birth. You know, I saw yesterday that Barbara Harper has some yeah. new stuff about it, and I didn't get a chance to come back to it. So I didn't either. I think that the the big thing about water birth is that you know, a mm-hmm. we have to have good personal protective equipment, mm-hmm. and that's extremely difficult, if not impossible, to do. Pretty with impossible. Water birth. Because even when I've worn shoulder length gloves, they have, have leaked every single time. They're not, you know, fitted gloves. Right. They're like a, they're a regular plastic with a seam and the seam always leaks. Oh. It's not like a fitted vinyl nicrole, nitrile, I mean, uh, kind of glove. Because they're for like... Um, they're for delivering cows. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so they're just... I think the one and only time I've used those kind of gloves was when I had... Um, a procedure done on my hand and had to like cover it it. keep it dry and so yeah that was a while ago well I used one back in the summer when we did our um, estimated blood loss workshop where Mm -hmm. we put the pig's blood into the birth tub and then I used that glove to kind of mix it around because it kept clotting annoyingly and my hands had um, gross (gasps) no yep yep totally leaked through the gloves so I just don't think that they're reliable PPE Oh, no. Yeah. So, but right now we don't feel like we want to remove it as an, a laboring option yeah. because it's the best labor tool yeah. that we have. So, yes, absolutely. So we've been asking or we've been suggesting to people that um, maybe labor in the water and then get out at the last minute for yeah, birth. Which is a bummer. It is a bummer. Um, but, yeah. we, but we can't be reaching in and... Yeah, and it's really hard to catch a baby without reaching in the water. It really is. <laughs> it really, really is. So, yeah. So, you know, it it works really well. It, I mean, it just doesn't sound like it does, but it, I mean, of course we've done that lots of times where there was some reason why somebody had to get out, and mm-hmm. that's why we put the tub next to the bed and so mm-hmm. that – so that it's really easy to transition if we need to. Um, so hopefully it won't be that big of a deal. Yeah. I don't want to eliminate water birth as an option. I mean, mm-hmm. not water birth, but water labor. labor. Yeah. Yeah. Water, yeah. I always just say water birth, but I mean labor, a birth tub in labor. Yeah. yeah. That's so great. So, yeah. What else has been different for you? Um, I think it's just weird to get into the routine of doing extra sterilization of every single thing we use for home visits Mm -hmm. in the office it's pretty easy even though it's a little bit time consuming but for the home visits you know you literally have to take every single Mm -hmm. thing out of your bag and sterilize it or you know wipe it down sanitize Mm -hmm. it every time and um you know, so it's just, it's totally doable. It's just like cumbersome. This is a lot of work. It's a lot. <laughs> it is so time consuming. Yeah. It is. Yeah. So we're having to even, you know, today, even we're talking about how we're going to switch up our bag routine so that we can more easily yeah, keep our bags clean. So, mm-hmm. and our cars clean and our mm-hmm. clothes, you know, like stripping down in, in the laundry room Mm -hmm. and sticking them right in the washer and all that stuff like it's just everything's Mm -hmm. different 
One encouraging thing that I've been reading is that mm-hmm. the virus itself is pretty susceptible. It's susceptible to heat. It's susceptible to yeah. a variety of chemical agents. So yeah. alcohol, bleach, you know, the regular stuff yeah. is going to kill that's the virus. Nice. Yeah. So um, that's really great. But mm-hmm. it's just so contagious. It's yeah. just very contagious. Yeah. I mean, even in my home, it is... It is just time consuming because, you know, we wipe everything down before we go to bed every night. And so all the doorknobs, all the light switches, all the faucets, all the, you know, just toilet handles Mm -hmm. just takes a lot of time. And we're wiping down all our groceries before they come in the door. And I don't know, how crazy are you getting? (laughs) Well, we're not doing that much for a couple reasons. My husband works at Whole Foods. Yeah. And he's... So he needs to, like, take a bleach shower when he comes home. He's now doing the same thing that I do, which is walking right in and putting his clothes in the washer. He doesn't... See, we sit on people's furniture. We sit on people's bed. We, mm-hmm. you know, He's we're, probably wearing gloves, he's right? wearing gloves. Yeah, he's wearing mm-hmm. gloves. And they have put up, um, like, salad bar guards. I think they're called, like, sneeze guards or something. They've put them up at all the cash registers now. So oh, the, good. The, and he's um he's behind the customer service desk, so he's not quite in as much direct contact with customers, mm. but he is at a grocery store, which you know. Yeah. And, and I will say, I think Whole Foods was an early adopter of some of these changes. I mean, before we knew how bad it was going to be, they gave very they gave raises for basically for hazard pay. Yeah. They made it very clear that if anybody got sick, they would get paid sick leave, and that if anybody just wanted to take off for social isolation, mm-hmm. they were welcome to do that, and their job would still be there when they got back. So, And they're making changes to protect their workers, like the sneeze guards. Um, but all of that being said, it's just he's highly exposed. Yeah. Um, so, no, we're not wiping down groceries. Um, you know, I also have a 22-year-old and 19-year-old in the house who are now, after much toil and trouble, yeah, um, the you know able to social, you know, do more of the social oh my distancing. Gosh. It was so hard with the 19-year-old. It was so hard. Yeah, he's very he's, he's a social so butterfly, extroverted. My kids, my two oldest, have just been relishing the opportunity to hide in their room for oh my god i mean they've been in their room for two weeks and they come out to do various things but it's just like it's we've got a lot of drama yeah. because they're cooped up and oh they love it um the 13 year old it seems to be wearing a little bit thin. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But she's probably, like, going out for a walk is probably helpful yeah. for her. Yeah, like, so just we get, try to go out every day and out. get, yeah. she goes rollerblading, and the little guy does his bike, and I do my walk, and it's not it's not really as um, productive for me as I usually like for exercise, but it's good for them. And, mm-hmm. and then I try to stick a couple extra miles on it when they're done. Mm-hmm. My so. oldest is taking the dog out for a lot of walks. I don't think my young my youngest is the one that usually takes the dog out, but mm-hmm. I think he's the most anxious about contracting things, and he's also the most introverted, probably of the three. And so he's pretty happy to let yeah, go too. Right, that's so. the oldest too. They're just yeah. like, yes, I'll just sit yeah. on my phone all day. <laughs> All day. <laughs> uh, so, so my youngest actually does online school, and um, 
they have been so he's in kind of a dual program he does the high school classes and then he does Mm -hmm. a couple college classes the college classes were never canceled so he still had to keep up with those and then the high school classes went on break until i think next week um they will be resuming though because they're online with for online only I'm pretty sure all the other schools in the district are out for the rest of the year. I'm not positive, but I think it's coming if it hasn't arrived uh, yeah. already. Yeah. I'll be shocked. If I they think it, I think New Mexico did it. Did they just pull? I the think so. Yesterday I saw. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, mm-hmm. we're. I would say we're still have more exposure than you, which leads me to another. Yeah. Thing, which this is, is the saddest part. Nedra <laughs> and I are little, literally like BFFs. And yeah. so to not be able to hang out together is super hard. Yeah. And we are not hanging out. And we have separated our office days. Um, we're here together in the office, um, socially distanced. Right by, now. Right now. Our, if any, if either of us had actually put on makeup or done anything, we might yeah. take a picture and share it, but no. we probably won't do that. I'm our, in my trail clothes right now. Our microphones are at the opposite. <laughs> we have this giant desk that goes from one side of the room to yeah. the other, and we're at the opposite mm-hmm. end, so. Yeah, but for almost everything, we are separated, and um, so, so we no longer have a clinic day together for the yeah. moment. I mean, it'll come back, but... Yeah, and we probably mm-hmm. won't be doing births together for a little while. Yeah. And, of course, the point of this is that if one of us gets sick, mm-hmm. the other one can still yeah. keep going. With We'll still we'll need lots of help and assistance, but at least we can keep the practice running. Right. Um, we have had so many offers from people, either, you know, retired midwives mm-hmm. and students. And so we have a great community and lots of support. And yeah. we feel really confident to be able to, you know, meet people's needs. But it's hard. We do a lot of stuff together. Yeah, and we like doing births together. So that is a real bummer. Um, but we, you know, we still enjoy working with the yeah. the other midwives that will assist us. Yeah. So, and then if for however long this lasts, you know, maybe it's just going to be a month. Maybe it'll be three months. I don't know. I don't know either. Yeah. I think it's likely to be a month. Yeah. I don't think it's going to end. Well, I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Um, and then, you know, of course, we used to go out to eat a lot. Oh, I know. And- that is very painful. <laughs> we used to do, like, really fun stuff. But movies. Yeah. I went to a movie pretty dangerously close to before the... Before they closed before it all they down. Before they closed it all down. I feel a little sheepish about that now. But yeah. it, was, it was a kind of an unpopular time and not a lot of people were there, but... But you said somebody was coughing. Somebody was coughing. It was fairly horrific. Which is is sad because, you know, there are a whole bunch of really normal reasons to cough. Cold, (laughs) yes. yes. But it was, I mean, honestly, it was so inappropriate of her to be there because she should have known that she would put people on. Right. You know, high anxiety alert. Right. Right. Exactly. So that was Emma. You simply cannot go out with a cough in the end. (laughs) No. Emma will be the last movie I will see in public for... A good oh. long time, I think. Did you see that AMC Stubbs put everybody on hold? And yeah. But they did my charge, like, right before they did oh, that. Oh, no, really? Yeah, like three days. Yeah, so did my student loan. <laughs> it went through. They said, we're going to give you a break from student loans. And the next day, my student loan thing went out. So uh, that's going to look in no. real life. <laughs> I know. Anyway. So, yeah, we've made lots and lots of changes. Those are some of the changes that mm-hmm. I think our clients are going to notice. Yeah. I mean, not necessarily that we're not playing together, but <laughs> right. But just that we're not attending births together. And 
Yeah. There will still be two midwives there, and you'll still be well-supported. But And you'll still see both of us for your appointments, you yeah. know, on, on different yeah. days. Um, so it won't be that different because yeah. even before, I mean, we have days that we're not on call and, yeah. and sometimes we would choose not to go to that birth and, and, uh, but most of the time we would, um, still want to go together unless we had something going on specifically or we weren't feeling well or something. And now it's more like we're trying to stay separated. Mm-hmm. So, and it's just so that again, if one of us mm-hmm. gets sick, we don't both get sick. And, you know, if the estimates are correct, we very well both have a decent likelihood of getting sick sooner or later. But if we can spread it out and extend it, um, that's really for yeah. the best. Yeah. Um, and I don't really know who kno- who knows, but I think my chances are are not great. So I have a good quarantine plan in my house. Mm-hmm. I have a – it used to be my home office. If anybody's seen my home office, you know what I mean. It's like a – it's like on off the back of the house, it's a sunroom kind of thing that I've created mm-hmm. and made an office into, and it has an exterior door, so there's a separate entrance um, with its own bathroom. So if anybody gets sick, they'll immediately be, or if anybody's even exposed, it's my son's room now, but he's he understands he might have to give it up. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll have to go out there. Meals will be delivered on paper plates outside the door. Nobody will have contact because yeah. we just can't. We, you know, we need to be right working. So if somebody in your household gets sick, I don't know. I mean, the best we can do, I think, is have the, um, you know, we have the basement bedrooms and the um, basement bathroom. And so we'll have to have it be a thing where the person, maybe the other occupant of the, you know, the bedroom next door might have to move upstairs and then... The other the one just... with viruses in general, not just COVID-19, mm-hmm. but the problem is in families, in big families, yeah. they tend to go one after the other. Yeah. It's not like everybody gets it at the same time. Right. And it yeah. can drag it out a long yeah. time. So my mission is going to be to not get it because, yeah, yeah we'll be out for a while. Yeah. If it happens. <laughs> so. I mean, honestly, in your family, the best case scenario would be for you to get it first. Mm-hmm. As terrible as that sounds. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm, I am like, <laughs> I am like gonna do everything I can to not. I'll get probably it. get it second because my husband will get it first, yeah. and I'll get it before he's <laughs> symptomatic, and that you know that's probably what will happen. But, oh my gosh! I know. I it's think so... people are getting really aware of their symptoms and not going out, or I hope, I hope they're not so. going out. I hope so because oh my gosh, it's so harmful. Well, and we even had. Um, I had a conversation with a client today that said, you know, my son's had a cold and I'm sure it's just a cold, but I think I'll, we'll just not do my appointment because mm-hmm. even if I get a cold, I have to self-isolate. Oh, right. Right. We can't even get colds. So, no, we so just please don't, anything. don't come in with any yeah. kind of germs. So I appreciated her, you know, yes. really talking through that with me. Cause, yes. Yeah. We just can't, we can't get anything. Yeah. So. That's true. Uh, anyway, it's, this is really stressful. It's been much more, like I said, it's just much more work. It's much more time consuming. Mm -hmm. I think that we're both like, I'm just surprised at how different it it is than it was three weeks ago. Yeah. It's kind of, it's very surreal. It is. It is. So I hope that all of this works. Yeah. So be healthy, stay well, stay away from people. Yeah. 
stay the F home. <laughs> That's the hashtag, isn't it? Yes, I so think so. Just stay home. Just don't, there's, it is not worth risking. Get yourself through yeah. pregnancy and, you know, your newborn yeah. period before any kind of, you know, you're taking any kind of risks with, with uh, exposure. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, well, this, you know, again, uh, these are always a little bit of a delay, but this should air just a couple days after we're recording it. So hopefully it so won't be so out of date. Hopefully 